Hello friends, I'm Doug Terrell, and this is History and Comments for the 6th day of September, and being the first Monday, it is Labor Day. The holiday has its roots in the labor union movement of the late 19th century. A person's opinion of unions are on the level of politics and religion. Thoughts are highly polarized. Unions have a place in some industries, but are not without their share of faults. Proponents like to claim that labor has built America, and there is some truth to that point. But there is also no amalgamated entrepreneurs' union, and that is where the vast amount of innovation happens. Then there is the front lines of agriculture, where you either stand or fall on your own. Christopher Columbus makes his last port of call in the Canary Islands before returning to Europe in 1492. A century and a third later, in 1620, the Pilgrims cast off from Plymouth, England, to establish one of the first successful colonies in North America. Eight years later, the Puritans settled at Salem, now Massachusetts, not far away from the Pilgrims. The two groups were distinct but held similar religious views. The Puritans wanted to cleanse the Church of England and put more distance between them and Catholic practices. The Pilgrims had given up on that goal and wished to be separate. During the English Civil Wars of 1642, Parliament bans public theater and plays. It was considered a grim time period, and levity was thought to be in bad taste. The ban will be lifted in 1660 when two companies are granted royal patents. 1766 is the birth date of English scientist John Dalton. Dalton was versed in several disciplines. First, he and his brother were colorblind, and he studied that disease extensively. He had a rare form where he was only sensitive to the yellow portion of the spectrum. His name is also associated with describing atoms and their relationship to basic elements. McPherson Robertson is born in 1859. Robertson had learned the confectionery trade as a teen in Scotland and took it to Australia when his family returned there in the late 1870s. He combined his names to form the candy company McRobertson's. While his business interests were in Australia, he did export a couple of ideas to the states, chewing gum and cotton candy. Cotton candy was called fairy floss in the land down under. Patriarch to the Kennedy family of politicians, Joseph P. Kennedy Sr. is born in 1888. The elder Kennedy was either a saint or sinner, depending on the biographer. Certainly he had legitimate businesses, but may have made a great deal in bootleg spirits during Prohibition. Legal or otherwise, whiskey played a part. Without a doubt, he had money, and he knew how to use it to get what he wanted. On the top of, the, of his list was a son as president. Outlaw country music, musician David Allen Cole is 82, Coe has had a reasonable career as a songwriter, if not so much as a solo act, but he might also be the poster child for eccentric artists. He has alienated more than a few of his contemporaries. Mel McDaniel is born in 1942. McDaniel may have had a more commercially successful career than Cole. Certainly he did not fit the outlaw mold. McDaniel tended to perform more upbeat happy tunes than our traditional country fodder. 1946, the U.S. announces a policy to rebuild post-war Germany. While folks like to point out the faults of America, they fail to point out that as a world power, we have not been imperialistic and do not lord over countries we have defeated in war. 
Some of this theory was outlined by President Lincoln in his second inaugural address, where he opines, with malice towards none, charity for all. Comedian Jeff Foxworthy is 63 today. Foxworthy's offerings have been more family-friendly than what is common in stand-up comedy. You recall his catchphrase is, you might be a redneck. Former New Jersey governor and presidential aspirant Chris Christie is 59. The Soviet Union admits to shooting down Korean Airlines Flight 7 in 1983. The story is that due to some navigational error, the civilian flight strayed several hundred miles off course and entered Soviet airspace. It was one of the hottest periods of the Cold War, and the Soviets were trigger-happy. There are also rumors that 747s were seen at obscure Alaskan airbases. That we might have used 747s on reconnaissance flights close to Soviet airspace has never been made public. And that's History and Comments. For Monday, the 6th day of September, I'm Doug Terrell. Now go and do something worth remembering.